0: Looking forward to this one there's an album coming out Friday Stuart Copeland of the Police it's Police Deranged for Orchestra and he's got a book coming out this fall Stuart how are you Good morning Stuart Copeland Real well, good I'm over here in California
1: where the sun is shining the birds are singing the rattlesnakes are biting
0: it's a song. You just put a song there. Put it to orchestra. <laughs> put it on the album. Put a, put a beat to that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And the, and the mountain lions are pulling people off their bicycles, and the earthquakes are rattling, and the fires are burning. I love California. How's things over in Columbus?
2: <laughs> good. <laughs> We're good. doing well. No earthquakes. No any earth- earthquakes over there? No, no. No earthquakes. whole lot of shaking. And your mountain lion population, they chewing people up?
0: <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. It's young, you though. You guys it's... don't know how to live. <laughs> yes, it's early, so you never know. Hey, yeah, yeah. You know, one right. thing One thing I noticed, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't heard the whole album, just a few uh, clips of songs, it seems like you kept the core of the music, different vocalists, obviously, and you didn't overpower it with orchestra. It seems to be a good mix of everything. What do you mean I was fully attempting to overpower with orchestra? <laughs> but the big, bad
1: orchestra banging away. Um, you know, the only way you can replace Andy Summers is with a big, bad orchestra. That guy, you know, guitar amps go up to 11, but I think Andy's fingers go up to 12. And uh, that's why you need a big orchestra to, to cover Andy's stuff. And, and for Stingo, you can't put a guy up there. They'd kill him. I mean, who would want to be that guy? True, uh, yeah. So, but three soul sisters on the mic, that works. It's sort of like the police sung by the Supremes.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful sound. Was there one police hit in particular that maybe didn't lend itself to a different version?
1: Well, there were some that uh, I was able to carve up, like Roxanne, uh, barely recognizable. Oh, you get the hook. You get the main part of the song. But there's all this improvisations that we did live on stage that are in the- It's all real police, but just not what was on the record. It was stuff that we came up with um, In the studio that we didn't use, or improvisations on stage, jam, stage jams, and such. The message in a bottle, for instance, you can't carve up that story. It has a beginning, middle, and an end. So I had to stick with the form, uh, but I went haywire with the uh, orchestration.
0: So, Stuart, are you a type of guy that is, you know, obsessive about this, that you would, you know, do it, put it together, take it apart, put it together 20 times? Before there was something that you agreed upon. I mean, did it take you a long time to do this project? Yes, it
1: did. Orchestrating is very different from recording. You know, I'm putting ink on a piece of paper for somebody to read and play later, elsewhere. Um, and so, when you're making music that comes out of speakers, you have know, twiddle it. Ah, oh, that sounds nice. Cool. Done but when you're putting it on a page you're putting the accents, the articulations the hairpins, all the Italian stuff you know uh, you can't hear it you're imagining it in your head as you're looking at ink on the page and so it takes a lot more obsession a okay. lot more thinking sure. rethinking and imagining let's see, should I have more horns here or what so yes Creating a score is a lot more challenging than creating a recording.
0: Yeah, because I would say there'd be a part of a song and you'd think, well, let's put a bassoon there. I mean, that might have been difficult to come up with all that stuff. Well, coming up with, let's put a bassoon there. That's an obvious <laughs> one. Bassoon is a really great instrument. It's actually the most effective
1: bass line in the orchestra. The basses provide low end, but they're not your bass line. You know, da 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 You want a bassoon because it has definition down there on the low end.
2: There he is, the maestro himself, Stuart Copeland, and the book coming out this fall, Police Diaries, 1976 to 79. When I think of the police, I've been in rock music a long time, Stuart, and I always thought uh, kind of the new wave thing was happening, a rock thing, but I'm reading this morning that originally you, your idea for the band was uh, punk, right? You're kind of angry
1: yeah that's wrong i wasn't angry at all i was just pretending to be angry <laughs> <laughs> was to be he's was like being, us <laughs> happening at the time yeah the old wave had died couldn't get arrested excuse the pun yeah doing prog rock which is what i had been doing previously in fact sure. all of us have been doing prog rock we all cut our hair got skinny black jeans and called ourselves a punk band
0: oh and it worked and it worked too hey when you well, I- actually you know it didn't work we starved
1: For a couple years, and that's what the book is all about. The book is about the struggle at the beginning, not the uh, stadiums and arenas. Gotcha. Got kind of repetitive. The first part, the struggle part, was the interesting part.
0: Eating ramen noodles and sharing toast. They hadn't invented ramen noodles yet, but I get your point. Yeah. Hey, uh, oh in your phone, uh, fish and
1: chips. I think was the English version of ramen noodles. Oh, gotcha, gotcha.
0: In your phone, do you refer to Sting as Sting, or when he calls, or you guys text, does it say Gordon? Stingo. Stingo. Or, hey you. Hey or, you. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because and, well, listen, pal. <laughs> well,
1: you know, I, I we, we usually address each other with a finger to the shoulder.
0: Got ya. And I do have but to that fondness and love in our hearts, by the way. Yes. No, well, I'm kidding. I think We're we actually get along pretty well. No, I know, and I've heard seen interviews with you where you mention that. And I, you know, in our listeners will kill kill us if we don't don't ask this. But you did a reunion. I don't know, 15 years ago. I never say never in this business, man. People say, "Oh, we'll never do it." Are you that type of never say never guy? Hey, look, there's an absolute total point zero 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 zero
1: zero one chance of it happening. Come on, let's be optimistic. Yeah, so there's a chance. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Hey,
2: Stuart, when you first saw Sting, were his talents uh, obvious? I mean, was he a finished product in a sense of the Sting we know today, or was that something that developed over the success of the band? Well, he was
1: certainly not a finished product, but even unfinished. He was an uncut diamond. Yeah, and I looked, well. The first, you know, practicality first. I saw, I saw him with his band last exit, and I thought, okay, he plays bass pretty good. He can sing good. He's got his. I look, up, he's got a big Fender amp there, basement amp. Yeah, he's, he can sing and play bass, and he's got a gear. He's got his gear. Cool. Oh, one more thing: the golden shaft of celestial light upon him. I mean, the guy just radiated charisma. He just stood out in the crowd. And I looked at that guy up there and I said, "Mill ticket!
2: <laughs> yeah, and because and, Andy was already kind of established at that point doing his own thing, right? He came along last?
1: Well, yeah, he was a session player. Okay. He singing, I, that's how we survived, by doing sessions, as the as hot rhythm section. And uh, we just had a pocket. People, Everyone wanted us to be in you know, their rhythm section. And so we show up at a session and the guitarist is one Andrew Summers, you know, really high scale, legendary, storied, triple scale guitarist. And, uh, and driving home from the session that night, Stingo's going, come on, we gotta get that guy. I'm, I'm going, because by the way, the songs we started out were not Roxanne, Message in the Ball. We didn't have any of those. They were my crap three chord tricks, you know, bass lines with yelling, which were songs of convenience so that we could play those punk clubs. But, you know, a day with Andy Summers and Sting's going, come on, we've got to play some actual music. And I'm saying, and I didn't have to talk him out of it, because I'm saying, dude, we can never afford that guy. We'll never get him. Are you kidding? Right. But we actually kept running into Andy in various, you know, long story, but it turned out Andy was conniving as well. Saying, I think, those two guys, I, you know. So anyhow, he decided to join this fake punk band that was going nowhere. <laughs> and years later, I asked him, Andy, what were you thinking? <laughs> he says, "I don't know, mate. Should have stuck with Neil Sedaka."
2: <laughs> well, thank you so much. We look forward to the book this fall, Police Diaries, and in the meantime, on tour and the new album, The Police Deranged for Orchestra. Thank you so much, Stuart.
0: Ciao, Columbus.